Life Audio. Welcome to Crosswalk Talk. I am your host, Michael Faust. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I can't wait for you to hear from our guest. Please note that the interview in this episode was previously recorded. Check out our show notes for more information. If you want to see this interview on video, then check out Crosswalk's YouTube channel, which is linked in today's show notes. Miss Kay, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for asking me. This movie is incredible. We're talking about The Blind. It comes out September the 28th. First off, Miss Kay, great job. Thanks for allowing your story to be told. It's it's incredible. And I, I cried during the movie. Just incredible. We There's, did too. You when did we too. started to the family, we all cried. There's a dramatic uh, scene in the movie where you and the kids are kicked out by Mr. Phil. You leave right. the house. Middle of the night, raining. Did you have any hope in those days and weeks following that moment that you guys would reconcile? Well, what I tell is this. I had a moment that, you know, I just thought, I I just don't know. I thought for 10 years, how long do I have to fight? Because my grandmother told me when I was a child, I stayed with her a lot, most of my time. And when we talked about marriage, she always say, well, you know, you're going to have to fight for your marriage. And I thought that was so silly. I thought, why would anybody have to fight for their marriage? Hmm. I said, no, I'm going to be married and be happily ever after, like they always say in the book, which is not true. And um, my grandmother, she she never gave up on telling me. But I want to tell you, when I really had my lowest moment, I just felt like that that maybe, you know, I said, I'm afraid. And it's been 10 years, and I've stayed with him. I've been faithful. I've lived for my marriage to go, for my kids to be brought up with us as their mom and dad. I mean, I just couldn't understand. I guess I was trying to make God come in my time, not his time. And what happened was it's just one night I just thought I was beginning to really lose hope. And, you know, when Phil put us out, that was a humbling moment a very humbling moment, and the boys were confused. They cried. I cried. And then we settled in our other place, which was temporary. I knew that. I knew we wouldn't stay there. I just knew in my heart it wasn't going to end, but it ended for when he put us out. So the boys would say, Mama, is Daddy coming? Is Daddy coming? And I'd say, we're just going to pray for him. We're going to pray for him. And I said, but we don't want him like he is because the devil has a hold of him. And I would even say the devil is who's controlling your dad right now. And that's why he acts bad. He's a good man, but he needs God and he needs the devil out of his life. And our boys would just pray for him every night, every night. And then, you know, when he came to my work, I saw his truck out there, in the, and my girlfriend, who's very, she was like, oh, no, Phil's going to come up here and kill somebody. No, he wasn't. When I walked out there, I looked at him, and he was crying, and I never saw that man cry, ever. And what he did was he looked at me, and he said, I can't eat. I can't drink. I don't want to keep living like this. And I said, but the problem lies with you, Phil. It's not us. And he said, well, let me talk to that preacher that came to see me at the beer joint. 
I only want to talk to him. I said, I'll get him. So that night, he was there at my work, followed me to our apartment, and the preacher came over, and they talked. And Phil said, you know, I might not trust what you say. And the preacher said, Phil, if I'd been hanging around who you were hanging around, I wouldn't trust anybody either. Mm. And he said, but I'm not saying it. God's word's going to tell you. Don't trust me. I'm a man. But this Bible, you trust it. And it took two nights to get Phil to see. And Mm. on the second night, we had ran to the store, and we were coming right back. They left a door, a, a note on the door at our apartment, said, hurry, come to the church right now. That's Phil. And we, we, went, we went to the church. We were at the back of the auditorium, and it was lit up at the baptistry. And we heard there Phil say he was going to make Jesus the Lord of his life and that he was sorry for all he had done. And he was baptized. And my little boys, I looked down, three of them, there's tears just running down their eyes. And Jason looked up and said, I hope he won't cuss if he comes to church because we'll be embarrassed. And I said, Jason, we have to teach him how to talk. He didn't know, but he will. So it was when we began again. Amen. I had one more question about the the pre-conversion time, because there's a scene in the movie. There's a scene in the movie in which your character or the lady who portrays you, I mean, you consider taking your own life. Right. I'm just curious, how serious were you? I mean, was it a... Here's how I would describe it, because I wouldn't hardly say it in the words. Uh, for me, the way I felt that night, well, I want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep and be at peace, because I felt like there was so much turmoil with Phil and so much, you know, of seeing the bad in him and so much of the kids waiting, waiting. And so that's what I thought. I just want to go to sleep. And that would be the closest. I didn't say I wanted to take my life. I didn't say. I said I want to go to sleep and just sleep as if I wouldn't wake up. But I really felt like I would, and then everything would be okay. But, of course, that's not the way it works. Yeah. yeah. And that night when Alan said, Mama, outside of my door, he said, Mama, don't cry anymore. God's going to take care of us. You know how old he was, nine years old. Mm. And that's what he said. Powerful. Were, were friends urging you to just move on with your life and to forget oh, yeah. it? Everybody. Everybody. I was on an island by myself. Uh, did you seriously consider that or did you just? Well, see, I was. Uh, your grandma. He said with my grandmother. Yeah. And she was always teaching me about marriage about everything even as a little girl growing up and she would always say you fight for your marriage and you stay married it's about a god and you whatever you do you don't mention the d word which was divorce so i always remembered that it's so funny how you remember certain things and other things you don't i'm glad i remembered that and it meant a lot to me her saying it to me like she did so i fought for it Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Describe his transformation after that conversion. Was it dramatic? Was it gradual in his behavior? I'm just curious what he was like, you know, before and after. Well, I'll say this. It is a learning process. I knew his heart was right. I knew he had Jesus. But then I knew it was a growing period because he didn't know how to act as a Christian. And he would say things inappropriate. And he would be sorry, but it was just every time. And he held the songbook and he said, I don't think I can sing. And I said, yes, you can. It's just not rock and roll. <laughs> and, I, you know, he learned it. And he became, in every group he could get in, he would tell them, put me in a small group. I want to learn. Put me in a small group. When somebody goes to Bible study, I want to go. He was that much of wanting to learn how to change. He knew he wasn't living like a Christian. You're describing sanctification there. It seems like that's a powerful lesson for Christians to be patient with new believers because that's what Phil was. Mr. Phil was. And that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I kind of, somebody asked me in another interview, well, how did you and the kids make it right before, you know, he did change. And I said, well, he, you know, when he put us out and we came to a little town 20 miles away from where we were, we, when we were in the church there, we just, we learned quickly to, we they we had some peak buses that all the children would go on and they would pick up children to bring to church. And my boys got so involved, they won a prize every week for make, bringing the most kids to church. And I was with them. And so we tried so hard to fill our minds with that and doing God's work. And then I think, like I say, when Phil finally saw that this life he was in was no good, he was leading down the road to death. I mean, he had major wrecks that he should have been killed. He wasn't. And I think he just finally saw it crumble. And that's when, you know, he did come back. And like I say, I met him on the parking lot at my work and let him come over where he talked to the preacher. Mm. It took two nights to get him converted, but he finally was. 
And then when those boys started baptized, they were just like, it was, I think that was the happiest time in our lives. And that little bitty apartment, Phil couldn't even fit in the kitchen hardly, but he did. And we, you know, I tell people this, I fought for that for 10 years. Don't give up at the first bite. Don't give up at the 10th bite. Please, there's so much help you can get now. And back then, I didn't know who to call. I didn't know a counselor. I didn't have the money to pay a bunch of people to help me. I would just ask people at church to help pray for me and just give me, help me live cheaply and, you know, do things like that. But I knew I just never gave up that he would. And his sister had predicted he would never give up Jesus. His that's powerful. That is so powerful. Miss Kay, I only have one more question for you. I know it's uh, late in the day when we're talking right now and it's hot. Well, I just had another interview. That's all right. A long I'm, one. I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, what What do you want moviegoers to be thinking about? How do you want this to impact people? What do you want people to learn from your story and Mr. Phil's story? Uh, well, I want them to learn that God's way is the only way. You need to have triangle, wife, husband, God in that marriage. And also, you need to have patience. That's what I had. You've got to believe that God can do all things, all things. And it might not come tomorrow. It might not come five years from now. It might not come to like me 10 years. And if he doesn't, you still hold on to him. You still hold on to him. And my boys to this day, We've had no divorces in our family. They're all married. They all have children. I have grandchildren with children. I have a lot of people. And all, nearly 50 of us, no divorces. They're happy, and they all are Christians. And, you know, Phil would say, I can't believe that we almost lost this, and now look what we have. And he tells me on a regular basis, I'm so glad you stayed with me. Mm. I'm so glad you fought for our marriage. So that's what I want people to know. That's powerful. It, it, I do have one more question for you, Miss Kay. It seems like this movie is really is really geared toward non-Christians because it's gritty and it shows despair, but it also shows hope. So I'm just curious, are you really wanting, I guess, Christians to bring their maybe unbelief? Yeah. I do, I do. And there's Christians who are also in situations like my marriage was in. I want them to be there, too. And, of course, all non-Christians, I think it would be great to show it's it's a better life. And the fact that you have you can have hope. Mm-hmm. And I vowed to God that even if Phil never came back, I would raise my children in him. And we would make it regardless but I prayed and prayed that he would touch Phil's heart, and he did. Amen. We've been speaking to Miss Kay Robertson. She's portrayed in the movie The Blind, which comes out September the 28th. It's amazing, Miss Kay. I'm hoping people go thank see it. Well, it's, thank it's, you for having me on. Theblindmovie.com. Thank you so much, Miss Kay. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's interview, please make sure to subscribe and share the episode with a friend. A big thanks to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. See you next time. Do you want to better understand the Bible and get biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? 
Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life's tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.